Last time on Knights of the Rolled Table, inside the sprawling city of Valentrell, Melvin and Theo are challenged by a mysterious changeling ally of Drake Bloodmoon to rescue three other knights that went missing in a temple of Avaros. After sneaking into the catacombs, Theo befriended a rat, which led them to a sewer entrance where they navigated through the tunnels. They narrowly avoided a deadly encounter with a giant spider, which gave them information about occasional screams that came from the underground temple above. Rising into this chamber from the tunnels below, Theo and Melvin discover three chained prisoners and a cloaked priest who questioned their sudden appearance. Yenny, Deidre, and Igneous. The three of you are in this room. You currently have hoods over your heads. So Deidre and Yenny are chained against the wall. You guys are barely conscious, and you hear things happening around you. You've heard some people writing. You've heard some doors slam. In the past 24 hours that since you've been captured, you've, you've fallen in and out of consciousness. You've been poked and prodded, but but just just out of like, hey, wake up, you know, that kind of thing. You don't understand the undercommon that was spoken, but Yenny, you did understand Orcish being spoken to, and you understood a very deep sounding orc. It wasn't quite understandable. It was more like if somebody had marbles in their mouth, but in Orcish, talk back, and it was along the lines of move that over there and pick that up and no, they're still alive. Not until tonight. Those kind of things. Igneous, you're, you've been fairly unconscious for most of the night. And when you do have bouts of consciousness, you, you feel yourself chained to a table and pulled, you know, in, in different directions from your, uh, your appendages. I've been laying down. I'm fine. You don't see them, but you hear these two other figures kind of question this other third figure who you've heard previously give orders and now speaking common and saying, why are you here? You can't be here. I don't know you. Now listen, listen here, friend. These people are coming with us and there's nothing you can do about it. So you better either get out of the way or help us get them out. I understand. You're probably other knights. Well, I'll capture you too and you will make excellent sacrifices. Bismuth! And you hear, Oh, a challenge! And you turn around from the other side of the room, behind the columns. Um, the two of you who were not bound and hooded see this large figure. You've seen an orc before. You know, maybe you even fought one in previous battles. But this is more like it used to be an orc. Melbourne, I'm just going to say your divine sense mm -hmm. goes off. It, you don't even have to turn on divine sense. You just you get the you get the that overwhelming. <laughs> it's it's an overwhelming sense of undead. What used to be an orc, you see the head of an orc, uh, one arm, the lower torso, 
one leg, they're all very large and orcish, but then the rest of it is kind of made up of uh, other parts, and they're connected by this tethering, glowing sort of shadow um, mist that's going between them. And it's almost like this this sort of floating puzzle piece where the the other appendages, the other arm, the other thing may maybe there's a bugbear arm and there's like another like the lower torso is made up of some sort of uh, fleshy substance and you're not really sure what it came what it came from. But this thing is kind of dead looking and it's holding a gigantic, very large axe with segmented metal in its handle and it looks like the spinal cord of a bear. It's it's very uh, intimidating and sharp and it's divided by onyx and obsidian rivets and it steps forward with its tusks bearing with these dead cold uh, white eyes and it goes play. <laughs> Does anybody else smell that? I need all of you to roll initiative for me. <laughs> Even the people chained up? Even the people chained because you will have a chance to say something or do something and, and just kind of to get a, a marching order of things here. Also, I should let you know, Yenny, Deidre, and Igneous, you have two levels of exhaustion. So you're, you have disadvantage on ability checks and your speed is halved. Deidre, you are restrained, but... You can talk, even though you have a hood on. Um, what would you like to do? Do I do I still have like my thieves' tools on me? You do not. Your weapons and items have been removed from your person, somewhat roughly by a large hand. Darling, trust me, I'm much more useful when I'm not restrained. I have several former lovers who. From as much, uh, please. <laughs> please let us go. Uh, if, if anything, at least my nostrils allow me to breathe some better ventilated air. Can I, like, I, can I even attempt to try and weasel my hands out? Like, I feel like the nimbleness of my little thieves' hands, like, I should be able to at least attempt it. Okay, you know what? Uh, you want to try it? I'm gonna let you try it. This is gonna be have a really high DC. One million. This is a skill check. Oh, I get disadvantage. Huh? Give me a sleight of hand with with disadvantage. Okay, that's a twenty and a sixteen. So you get you get real close, but it's just you can't quite slip it through. You're like, oh, those extra inches. I shouldn't have had that pop over. I shouldn't have had that almond. Yeah, exactly. The roasted almond. Next up is this shadow orc. So the shadow orc pulls the battle axe and it heads towards... Come at me, bro. <laughs> uh, uh, heads towards Melvin because he's being goaded a little bit. So it's going to take its battle axe and go and, and swing at you with its large battle axe. Uh, oh gosh, that's terrible. Um, the first attack is 12. Well, the two. That's going to miss. And the second one is a 29. That one will hit a little bit. So it slashes with its battle axe one-handed with its good arm. And it goes, one of them makes purchase. It also takes its other arm, which is kind of like ethereally connected by shadow. And it slashes at you. And that's a 22 to hit. That'll hit. 
and that's eight points of slashing. All right. All right. That is its turn. Yenny, you are currently restrained. It's your turn, followed by Melbin. Uh, okay. Do, do we have um, a vague idea of where Deidre and I are in relation to each other? Are we on the same wall? Yeah. So you're on the same wall. You you you're you guess by the talking. You're about six seven feet apart. Um, you feel like you're kind of in. I'll say. You probably were hooded before you came in here, so you're on one of the back walls, and you've heard a door way on the other side of the of the room where you are. So you're in some sort of back of the room against the stone wall. Got it. As far as restraints, are just our arms restrained, or are arms and feet restrained? Uh, our arms are restrained. Got it. Okay. From from above, so you're doing the kind of thing where you're kind of loosely. Yes. Like so it should be possible to run along the wall and maybe try <laughs> and like connect with each other. You can certainly try. You can certainly try. This sounds like a stunt. Stunt! Um, this would be, need to be a coordinated effort. Deidre, I'm on your right, okay? Yenny, are you sure it's my right or your right? Because remember last time you got, you got the two mixed up. No, no, I'm pretty sure I have it right this time. And, it, and it's right. And that's what I mean. It is, it is correct that I'm to your right. Okay. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna run at you, and you gotta come at me, and and we're we can we can. I don't know. We. I'll try and get the hood off your head. I feel like this is going to end terribly, but no, no, no. This is gonna be great. Trust me. <laughs> I I'm don't gonna... have a better idea, so I suppose I'm going to do this. <laughs> In Yenny's mind, she can make it, though obviously I, I don't think she will. But uh, this is a stunt. Since uh, since Deidre is technically helping you, I will give you advantage. But because you have disadvantage with your with your skill checks, exactly. it's just a straight roll. So okay. uh, make a I'm gonna say acrobatics check. Ooh. All right, all right, all right. Oh, that's a three. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so here's what happens. Melbourne is uh, engaged, but um, Theo, you see on the back wall these two figures, um, and I'm kind of doing this with my, my hands so you can see it, and the little one runs up, and the other one is running towards the little one, and the <laughs> little one just runs up and jumps up and puts the legs out and kicks the other one right in the stomach and just poof <laughs> and they're both blindfolded and they're both hooded and and then the little I'm goes, sorry <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> hold on now don't get excited we'll let you out all right I'm gonna say that's your turn Melbourne you're up followed by Theo and then Igneous cool Theo Free them! I'll take care of this monster! I'm gonna uh, cast Ensnaring Strike, um, uh, which is a bonus action, and then I'm gonna try to attack it. Okay. <laughs> uh, crit, uh, 30. Nice. Ooh, dang! <laughs> 30 to yeah, hit! Yeah, first crit of season 5! That misses. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I literally can't do any better. No, no, uh, that definitely hits. Uh, that one's a 28. Okay, that hits. 36. 
Melbourne makes two big strikes, and it, it is my um, dungeon master, uh, you know, kind of honesty to tell you that you you do have smites that you can add. Uh, I don't know how to do it. <laughs> As a paladin. There it is. Divine smite. You just decide to smite. So you basically, if you want to use a smite, it uses a spell. It uses a spell slot. Um, depending on which spell slot you use, it's more. It's more smite, which means well, more the crit dice. doubling will apply to the smite. <laughs> uh, why not? Uh, so I'll, yeah, I'll go ahead and do a divine smite on that. Uh, it's be fifty-two total uh, damage. And roll another d8 because it's radiant. Radiant, correct? and it's uh, well, that was just a one. So. And this is undead. Fifty-three. Take that, villain! Melbourne takes his warhammer, boom, boom, and this, all these vines uh, tangle around this big undead orc, and this divine shockwave kind of goes out, and it just rocks it to its core. Its left arm, which is connected by by shadow energy, just falls off and slags to the floor and goes, Ugh! Ouch! <laughs> Theo, you're, in, you're up. Next, followed by Igneous. Theo is going to cast Shillelagh on his uh, Shepherd's Crook and uh, imbue it with magical energy. And then he's going to come over to, um, I guess, Igneous. He was probably the closest to us when we came up, right? We were over at Igneous. Yeah. All right. I want to try and free him. So I'll, I'll look at the, uh, is it like locks with keys? Does it look like I could force it open? Do I need to jimmy it open it's uh he's got chains and shackles around his wrists and and ankles um it would take either a really strong hit or some sort of a large blade each shackles individually locked or there there is a lock on each shackle i guess what i'll try and do is i'll try and uh stick my the end of my crook into it through the <laughs> chain and then try and pry it up to try and uh either break it off of the wood or to break the chain kind of use the length of the yeah the uh, crook to uh, lift up okay give me a athletics check no boy a 16 16 uh you you see luckily this metal is or this particular one is kind of old and just and one arm raise up i try to punch him (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Whoa, well, hold on, hold on. Same team here. Okay, so that's your turn. Uh, Igneous, you are up. I will use my free arm to pull the hood off my head. Do so. It's free action. You are lying down. You you see a... Uh, actually, Theo, do you want to describe yourself? What does he see looming above him? Uh, a very tall and uh, but friendly-looking orc man uh, standing over you with a... Um, a long shepherd's crook that he's used to uh, undo that. And he wears a uh, hide armor and uh, a lot of natural uh, fibers and and clothes and things like that. And he says, okay, you're, you're free. Hold on. Let me help. <laughs> I'll take that in and not really know what to think about it. Um, am I in dim light or darkness? You are. Dim light. Perfect. Um... Are Yenny and Deidre in dim light? Uh, they they are. Yeah, there's only two torches in here, oddly enough, and they're on 
they're on the columns on each side. Um, they're they're in like the center column on each side, so it's not casting a ton of light. Um, it, it, it's, I'd say it's dim light. Well, then I would like to shadow step out of here and appear next to Yenny and oh, Deidre. Snap! Be to them. All right. That would be a bonus action. Okay, you can shadow step while you're restrained. It, it's kind of like a misty step where it disappears into the shadow. Yeah, I'll just leave that crap, leave that stuff right where it was. Okay. Bam. Be free. So, okay. So, Theo, Theo, you see this, this, this guy, and he's like, uh, "Hold on a sec." He's like, "She just oh, that, that, disappears that into the shadow." Did you do that before? I needed to see where I was going. So actually, the arm getting oh, okay. the hood off was pretty uh, critical. Um. So you're going to be closer to Diedrich because you can't see any. Okay. And you're right behind this um, priest of some kind as well. All right. Um, so I want to free them. Can I? I have my action available. Can I? I mean, am I able to kind of like assess if I have any opportunity to free them based on what I'm looking at? I could certainly get their hoods off. Yeah, they have chains on their arms. They're uh, kind of restrained. Same sort of things that you had, the shackles. And their feet are not restrained, but um, they're kind of, they have their arms up like this. So they can't even, they have a little bit of movement, um, but not a lot. Do I see keys anywhere? Anywhere that might have keys? Make a perception check. With with disadvantage. It's going to be a 10. 10. Don't see any keys. Doing a quick look around. You see this fuzzy kind of priest figure who's, you know, just trying to figure out where you went. <laughs> He's like, ah! Uh, you don't see any keys, though. And I'm behind the priest, or I'm behind the undead orc thing? Or is that the same thing? You're behind the priest. The undead orc is fighting this other guy on the other side of the room uh, who's in shining armor. Okay, well, I want to get their hoods off. So I'll yank those I'll off. I'll say for your action, you can get Deidre's hood off and then move six feet over to Yenny and get her hood off. That's fine, I guess. I'll do that kind of like signal to both of them like Shh. it is the death priest's turn he is going to kind of look around assess the situation ah, ah, gods gods we've been invaded get in here and then he's going to shout that towards the door and he will fuddle with this kind of box that has some sort of powder in it it's like a purple rocky powder and he throws it off to the side kind of like past where Deidre is in the dark and it's sort of Almost like it's falling on a shape that wasn't there. It sort of uh, like creates a doorway and it starts glistening a little bit in the sparkly crystallized light. And he's just created something, but you're not quite, quite sure what it is. Those of you who have seen it. Uh, Deidre, you are up. Top of the round. And I'm still hooded? You're, you're, you're still restrained, but you're not hooded. You have your hood okay. off of you. I and what the so I have Igni's next to me. Yenny is laid out in front Yen, of me. I'm assuming Yenny is also restrained, um, but she also has her hood off. And you see Igneous. You see a, a human male on the far side of the room in armor, and he's fighting a giant undead orc, who you assume is the kind of henchman that's been helping out. And then you also see a nicer looking orc with a shepherd's crook, who is just kind of standing there, going hello. <laughs> <laughs> He seems, he seems nice. Kind of, and then you see the the priest who is. How far is the him. priest from me? 
from you, he's about five feet. Okay, I'm a. I wanna. I wanna try and Mike Tyson him and bite his ear off. <laughs> I'll say you can. You can try to do that because he he threw something past you, so he's kind of within. Like if you really leaned <laughs> forward and got your neck out, um, you can. You want to bite his ear off. All right. Did I stutter? with disadvantage? Did I stutter? With this, no. But with disadvantage, roll, just roll a d20 and add your <laughs> proficiency, but do it twice with disadvantage. Ignis is like, what do you think shh means? <laughs> That's an 18, so it'd be a 22. And a 6, so a 10. 10, okay. You, he's, he's throwing the something, casting some sort of spell, and he just looks at you and he just sees, <laughs> and he's like, ah, God, foul woman creature, get away from me, you'll get yours. So you miss him, but you kind of scared him a little bit. I'll take it. Um, the shadow, the shadow orc, um, it, who is fighting, who's currently engaged with, <laughs> he's currently engaged with Melbin and he kind of looks around. Ugh. He's restrained and he has to take 1d6 uh, piercing damage at the top of his turn. Oh, he is restrained. Yep. Cause he's also, um, in sort of a dark area and he's going to kind of shimmy to the side a little bit. And go into the shadow, very similar to what this this monk on the table just did that you saw out of the corner of your eye, and appear behind you. <laughs> and that's a bonus action. And uh, he uh, shadow strided um, into uh, a second shadow right behind you. In fact, it's in your shadow. <laughs> Classic. And you just hear, <sighs> and you feel this kind of hot breath. Ew. Ew! He is going to flex his muscles a little bit, and all of these shadows that are from around him start lashing out in kind of several directions. And I need everyone to make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, point of order, I am a shield master, so I can do dexterity saving throws. Uh, I can add my shield's ace. 24. Success. 18. Success. One. They help. <laughs> One. Uh, <laughs> 20 for me. Don't. Success. Don't worry, Jeff. You're not the only one. Oh. <laughs> Two ones? Oh, man. Okay. It's the loneliest number. Yenny and Theo, you feel uh, a coldness overtake you uh, slowly around your ankles and then up, uh, up your legs and around your body. And it, and it kind of almost pulls uh, the energy and the breath out of you. You suffer 27 points Ooh. of necrotic damage. <laughs> Did those of us that saved? Um... No, you didn't. You didn't get any. It's called a lashing shadows. Hot. Yenny, you're up, followed by Melbourne. What would you like to do? <laughs> well, swinging around is not... Uh, I don't think I'm going to give that a round two. Uh, and Igneous is right in front of you. Right. Uh, <laughs> Iggy, you might, you might want to step back. I really, really feel like I'm going to bark. <laughs> can, you, can you pull me loose? Me? Yes, you. I already did everything I could on my turn. I got your no, hood like, off. No, like pull, pull, pull my legs. I'll, 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 
I'll I'll pull two, and we'll we'll I'll totally get off this wall. Yeah, it'd be best strategically just to like you try to do it on your own. <laughs> do I straight up just want to pull the chains up? Okay, let, let's let's go, Samson. Let's do it. Take a step back. Are you raging? Yeah. Got- okay, so you rage. Bonus action rage. Give me a athletics rage. check. Five gonna do it. Oh, no. so you see Yenny just. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> he just falls really hard. And Ignis is just standing there like. Put the hood back. On. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Melbourne, it's your turn. All right. Uh, how, how is uh, the Shadow Orc looking? He he looks like a big scary dude. Like he lost an arm earlier. Didn't he lost he? an arm. He did lose an arm. But he's still looking, looking dead. Pretty hale and hearty for an undead. Yes. Okay. Not giving you anything that's easy. I'm going to use my bonus action to cast Compelled Duel on him. Uh, he needs to make a Wisdom saving throw. Oh, six. Disadvantage if he attacks anyone other than me. All right. Then I'm going to attack him. Warhammer first, which is a 19 to hit. That's going to hit. Turn it around, battle axe, that's a 28 to hit. I feel like I should use Divine Smite again against this guy. 44. Stop attacking people! Except me! Now he's looking kind of hurt. <laughs> now, he, for an undead orc made of shadow and flesh, he's looking pretty nasty. He just kind of starts bubbling and like... All right, uh, that's your turn. Theo, you're up, followed by Igneous. Theo is going to uh, put his shepherd's crook on the ground. He's going to begin casting a spell and begin swirling his hands around. And eight spiders, giant wolf spiders, come out of the ground uh, around the dark caster person and are going to start uh, coming up onto them. I'm casting Conjure Animals, and I'm going to summon eight spiders to come and attack him. Wolf spiders? Giant wolf spiders. Okay. Now we have eight giant wolf spiders. <laughs> and uh, Deidre, you and Yenny and Igneous, you also see all of a sudden these big wolf spiders kind <laughs> of come up around you guys, and they're just like, yeah. <laughs> And uh, they come up around this this caster. They don't seem to be interested in you. Why is everything just disgusting here? I don't understand it. Um, do they get to attack on the same turn? They roll their own initiative, so their initiative is now eight. Okay. So at eight, they'll um, be able to attack. I am also going to use my... That's my action. My bonus action will be to use my... Uh, Circle of the Shepherd to summon a spirit totem. And I summon the spirit of the unicorn. Okay, I'll, I'll concentrate us uh, on the, the three new people. So the unicorn spirit lends protection to nearby allies. Advantage on all ability checks made to detect creatures. But also, if I cast a healing spell, which I intend to pretty soon, everybody in that world will gain as well, so some might be coming down the right there. That's it. 
All right, excellent. Igneous, you are up. My options for breaking through chains are limited, but once a day I can cast Scorching Ray as a Phoenix Port. And I've assessed that casting that on their shackles would be a bad idea. But, like, what's the situation where the, like, chain is attached to the wall or whatever? Do, like, both chains come from the same place? Is it strung through something? They're going up into the ceiling, and it looks like one chain might be connected to the same chain that Deidre is on, kind of going back down. Okay, well, Scorching Ray, I get three rays, so I'm going to shoot okay. that thing with the first one, see what happens. Where are you aiming it? At a length of chain that I at least know for sure is attached to one of them. Maybe it's okay. attached to two. Um, all right, so give me an attack. First first attack was a critical hit. 25. <laughs> Jeez. That'll hit. You, you say that like you figured out the hit points of a chain. It's 17 damage. I, I have the hit points of the chain in my Absolutely, head. Absolutely, you do. 17 fire damage. You just see, uh, Yenny, you see uh, Igneous in front of you, and he's kind of lashes out with some monk punches like underhand and open palm and just lets him out like he's flinging a cool frisbee and it's just this fire disc comes out How, what's the form of your scorching ray i don't want to say it i mean the spell itself would be like a ray of fire but i like where you're going in terms of like it's an extension of, of monk power i like that it's like a punch but like basically a yeah a ray shoots out Fists of fire. Mm -hmm. So he kind of punches and like, <laughs> and this comic you know, elbow, like Liu Kang style, just bam, and uh, it hits one, two, three, and then the third one it goes patink, and then Yenny, your right arm uh, becomes much more slack, and Deidre's left arm becomes uh, slack, and uh, you have still have the chain on you with the shackle. But, to be clear, um, Scorching Ray, there's three rays that you all roll for. Oh, Seven. that's the first that one. Sorry. So that's the first one. So, so like so both the of them one. have an arm go loose. Does that help me see yep. where the other one, other chain yep. go? So there's still a chain that's attached that's, uh, that's on their other arm. All right. Shooting at that one. 13. 13 misses. One more ray. Um, scorching. Or well, I'll say it hits, but it doesn't really seem to have as much of an effect. Okay. All right. Last ray. Twenty-three. Twenty-three hits. That's oh, four damage. <laughs> it gets super red hot, and it's starting to it's starting to like melt a little bit, but it's still kind of connected, and it's glowing red, and you're just like, oh, just a little bit more. That's your turn. It is the death priest's turn. Uh, he's continuing. He's got all these spiders around him, and he's like, uh, uh, "No!" Uh, I, and he kind of uh, is is very frustrated here. And um, uh, Jeff, yes, what level spell is Conjure Animals? Conjure Animals is level three. He clenches his fingers and spreads them out at once. And all of these spiders just vanish and kind of melt away in into shadow. And they have dissipated. And and it kind of takes you by surprise. Like, wait a minute. I thought I had control of these spiders. They conjured the spiders and they're gone. Like, they're just, they're, they're not there. And he looks back at you and grins malevolently. 
and then he he looks back at the um the sort of shimmering doorway this, this sort of arch that he made with this glimmer and he starts running through it he's gonna he's gonna dash through it now as he does this he's gonna pass Deidre and Deidre you do have an attack of opportunity with one arm just with your arm <laughs> so it's kind of like you're pulling a chain and you can go and, and like there's a I want to see if I can wrap the chain around his neck as he runs by and like clothespin him. Okay, so you're kind of like whip. Yeah, you kind of whip around. All right, I'll say, I'll say. And then I want to pull a slave Leia, and I want to, I want to oh, do the. Bad. Okay, all right. This is a this is a stunt because it's a little harder to get a, a chain me, that you have to pull down and try to lasso it around with one arm. So. Deidre's been waiting for this. She's been practicing. Okay, all right. Um, with your chains, <laughs> what skill do you want to use to try to lasso this? I'm just gonna put it up to you. Is this a sleight of hand? Is this a acrobatic? Sleight of hand would be fabulous. Okay. Well, that's an 11 and a 21. Mm. 21 would have done it. But so what? here's what happens is you try to lasso it around him. And the chain, it does loop. And it goes towards his head, but it lands on his head. <laughs> it just goes, ah! He <laughs> just screams a little bit. And it slides off. And one point of annoying damage. Yeah, he takes one point of chain damage and it slides off. He looks back at you kind of annoyed, runs through the archway and <laughs> uh, fizzles away. You see this glow of energy. Just knee me, <laughs> elbow me in the face. Seemingly disappeared into the night. Um, Deidre, it's your turn. So the portal is gone. Portal is still up. Well, I'm still chained. I can't follow him, can I? You, you, one arm yeah, is still chained. What is up with these? This is such a difficult scenario. I hate being so... <laughs> How's Yenny doing? Can I help her, maybe, with something? Yenny, Yenny is also chained with her other arm. So, you could try your flying kick maneuver again. We... <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. I'm actually very good at climbing. That is like the one thing with my thief background that I'm good at. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try and climb up the wall and then I'm gonna try and slam down with my elbow, kinda like a WWE thing. And like just like fling myself at it with a complete disregard for my own well being. Yeah, adrenaline baby. Alright, so give me an uh give me an acrobatics. Okay, bye. This disadvantage. Well, I don't know why I'm even rolling anything. I had a 21 and a 7. So, you know what? I'm just oh. going to go outside and smoke a cigarette. It's no, you fun. can't. You're still chained up. You can't. You can't yeah. get outside. You you <laughs> climb up. I'm going to say you parkour off of the side table and you go up on to the uh, wall and you get up and you're like, ah, ow, ow, funny bone, ow. <laughs> just, uh, that was a bad idea. Um but it was it sounded real cool. It just it just couldn't connect. You hit the wall instead of the chain and it it, it hit in that area where it just like <laughs> just stings now a little bit. Um Igneous just kinda looks at you like hmm? it's the Shadow Orc's turn. He's going to Um so he's just gonna attack with his big old axe. Right then. Three attacks. Twenty-three to hit. That'll hit. A crit. 
that will also hit. 30 to hit. 25 to hit. Also will hit. Okay. Despite um, my 20 AC, you hit me three times. 40 points of slashing damage. I am... Melbourne is bloodied. But still doing okay. Melbourne takes a couple of shots to the shoulder in the back with this large battle oh, axe. Oh, and oh, oh. Three battle axe hits. It is... This thing is pissed, but it's hanging on. Bonus action. It's going to uh, move through you. You're facing it now as it, as it has gone behind you. It starts going... Ugh! And it actually kind of just phases through you. It's the weirdest sensation. It, it, uh. it had physicality, but it's almost like this shadow passes over you. And as it does that, it disappears. It's it's like you don't see it anymore. It just goes right into the shadow and it seems to have uh, like totally cool. Uh, just FYI, if he's moved more than 30 feet away from me, he has to succeed on a uh, wisdom saving. It's not what happened. He's not he is not that far away. Uh, but I'm not going to say where, but he's not that far. So did he did, did Melbourne feel him pass through him like out his back? Or did he disappear inside? <laughs> he passed through him, and then you don't see him anymore. He's like he just went into the shadow. Uh, Yenny, it's your turn, followed by Melbourne. So you have one arm free, one arm restrained. Uh, Igneous is still in front of you. He hit the chain that is holding your one arm, and it is weak. What would you like to do? Can I? Uh essentially flip myself around, plant my feet on the wall, and just, like, pull in the chain. Yep. Got it. Give me a, uh, give me an athletics. With disadvantage. Uh, ten? You pull, and then you hear this little pink, and then kind of slow motion is like, <laughs> slam back down. Just enough. It was a DC ten. Um, so because it was already weakened, so uh, you fall down, your arms free. Uh, Deidre, who had just tried to elbow, she's like, Ow, my elbow, ah! <laughs> just like kind of the, the slack goes loose. Um, you still have shackles on your wrists, but you are both kind of free with this long length of chain on you. Uh, that's your turn. Uh, did you want to use a bonus action? You can move. Oh, I mean, what's what's even near nearby me aside from Pedro? Right now, uh, you don't see the large orc. Um, actually, do you do you have dark vision? Uh, I can see in low light. Yeah. Give me a perception check. Okay. Uh, disadvantage. Yes. Okay. How's that? How's an eight work for you? Hmm. It, you're, it's still kind of fuzzy. You just landed on the ground. Um, and uh, yeah, you can't, you don't, you just see Igneous kind of looking down at you in, on the floor. Um, yeah, so, and you see Deidre to the side. Wait, Igneous is on the floor or I'm at the floor? No, the no, floor you're on the floor. He's, he's looking down at you. You're looking up at him. It's kind of like, you okay? <laughs> Got it. Iggy, where's the stinky one? The stinky one? I don't. I just. I was tied up at the table. I don't know. It disappeared. 
I can smell them. You can smell them, right? I Deidre, can what? you smell them? No. I mean, I have a feeling I'll be smelling that for a very long time. <laughs> Melbourne, it's your turn. Give me a perception check. Do you have your goggles on? I have my goggles on, yes. I've had them on since we went into the... Yep. All right, perception, here we go. Natural one, plus two. Ooh, your goggles have fogged up and you can't see anything from the okay. inside. Oh, darn it. Uh, free action to clean my goggles. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, I will I will ready an action um, Okay. for when this uh, foul beast reappears, I will uh, attempt to attack it. Okay, holding an action to attack. So I've got my I got my axe hammer. Yep. Come out, coward! It's your turn, Theo, followed by Igneous. Okay, uh, Theo is going to um, come up behind Melvin and um, move the, the unicorn spirit a little bit so it's also over there um, and is going to is going to lay hands on the back, say, okay, hold on, and it's going to cast Cure Wounds, which is 15 uh, plus 9, because he's in the Unicorn Spirit, and anybody else within that has taken damage will get 9 additional, uh, will get 9 hit points, because I cast a healing spell. Yes, because I because ha- I cast a healing spell while in that circle. That's everybody. So you get uh, uh, 24. You go for 24. And everybody else goes for night. Thank you. At that moment, at that moment, you hear the doors open up. Uh, and all the guards that you saw from the other side, the Theo and Melbourne, um, you uh, see burst in. There are 20 of them. Oh, jeez. And they all have various spears and swords and they're like ah, ah, and they see this they see this, this chaos and all these people are in here um and they have entered the fray and they're going to run forward and start attacking various people melbourne does a 20 hit i my ac is 20 i can't remember which way that goes so that does hit you take 12 points of slashing damage by two different guards theo there's a 19 hit. Yes. Five of them come over to you because you're an orc and they see you as intimidating. <laughs> you take 18 points of slashing damage. Okay. Some of them run over to Igneous. You have four on you. 19 to hit. Hit. Uh, 21 points of slashing oh, damage. Still nine more guards. Well, some of them are not rushing forward. Some of them are kind of like blocking the entrance as well. Another three go over to Deidre. They go over to you and they look at you and they're like, I want to stab her, do you? We're supposed to stop her. They seem reluctant to strike at you because of your noble upbringing and look. And, and even though you're damaged, you seem kind of intimidating to them for some well, reason. Well, I am above them. I'm glad they recognize that. Friends, you have this opportunity and this opportunity alone to exit this room right now with your lives and as someone of great intellect, I suggest you do it. And they just kind of look. Um, make a make a persuasion check with disadvantage. 17 mm-hmm. and a 7. God, this disadvantage <laughs> is for killing me. I don't, I don't play anymore. 
It's exhaustion. Uh, they like look at you and they're like, boss said we gotta stop you. And <laughs> that's their turn. Uh, and then the rest of them are just gonna guard the door, basically. So now it's Igneous's turn. You have four guard cultists in front of you that just slashed at you. <gasps> they're all like melee range, I assume. Yep. I know burning hands, but I don't know do that close up so i'll just cast punch <laughs> so let's do the monk thing i'm gonna hit i'm gonna hit the guy who just hit me okay well all of them hit you oh that was all at once okay i feel better about that because that was a serious hit and there's four. First attack was 12 that hits all right 11 damage knocks out boom Ooh, feeling good <laughs> about this one punch turn to the next one next attack 17 he's out nice there's two left right so I'll do flurry of blows. So I got two more attacks and two more, mm -hmm. two more folks there. Oh, yep. roll the one, automatic miss, and a twenty-three. So you miss the third one, but then you take out the last one. Uh, punch to the face, punch to the gut, solar plexus. Oh, it goes down. And then right in the third one, you kind of lean back. Um, you try to hit him, but he manages to dodge out of the way. But at the same time, you kick back the other one, and he goes flying about five feet and lands on the floor. And you hear a Ooh. little. <laughs> so you've taken out three. Nice. I'm gonna look at the fourth guy and just give it, give it like a look. Like, come on, We're, you want to do this? You're gonna stick around for this? You could, you have a chance to run. Intimidation check with disadvantage. Intimidating, but not that much. Twelve. He kind of turns and like, uh, he backs up a little bit. Well, I, I mean, he's he's going to back up on his turn. Mm -hmm. he, doesn't do <laughs> he looks inclined to back up. He looks inclined to back up. Top of the round, Jezdiedra. Uh, I still have those shenanigators. Near you me. still have shackles on your wrists, but you now you have two long chain lengths. Yeah, no, I'm definitely gonna helicopter those bad boys and try to smack these guys in the head and hopefully do enough blunt force trauma that they either collapse okay. or severely rethink their life's choices. So attacking with an improvised weapon, um, give me a. Just roll an attack roll. Like a dex? Dex plus your proficiency. Okay, then that's a 27 to hit. And roll another one. That's a 12. Here's what I'm going to say. Uh, this is going to be a stunt. Let's see if you can get both of them. <laughs> give, me a, uh, give me a sleight of hand to see if you can get your flick of your wrist to hit both of them and do something. That's cool. a 14. You fling out with the chain and it's and it just rakes across their heads and faces and just and they actually like bonk heads together and kind of do that thing where they knock down three stooges style yes. so you knocked them out bowling pin um, finally the excellence i'm accustomed to <laughs> at that point the shadow work reappears behind melbourne yep. because it's compelled would I attack him first, given that I had readied my action to attack him? Yes. Yes, you would attack him first. So he's, you just hear this, <laughs> but you get to attack first. Attack number one is a 15. And attack number two is a natural 20. Uh, plus 10, so it's 30. Uh, Yikes. All right. Um, okay. That hits. Woohoo! Natural 20. All right. He's pissing me off, so I'm going to divine smite him again. There goes all my spell slots. That for that guy, it's 14 damage. Now right. roll, roll your other one. And then for my, for my axe, that one will be that one. I would double my dice, right? 
Okay, so that one is 20, and then the Divine Smite would be an additional an additional three. Plus, plus undead, so eight eight. And then I doubled that. 34 more damage. Describe your victory. <laughs> My axe flies through the air and slices. I'm going to say it hits him a whole bunch of times. It slices across his belly and then back across his chest, cuts off another arm, and then right down into his head and splits his, splits his little head open. Yep. And with your radiant damage from the smites, you, you just see these this light cut across this shadow creature and it, it wails out in pain and pieces of it that were connected by shadow sinew and, and weird, you know, dark energy just fall to the floor and he kind of tatters uh, like a broken Mr. Potato Head and, and, and falls down and starts to kind of dissolve into into darkness. It sort of becomes this black, uh, gross kind of shadowy muck and, cool. and into the into the ground. The and divine the divine energy was was uh, particularly effective. Awesome. And then Melvin's gonna kind of spin his axe, you know, like in his hand, and then look at the guards and go. You don't want to mess with me. <laughs> I will say that as as the orc starts to dissolve, his uh, giant axe is is still uh, it's still there. It falls to the floor. King, 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 king. Yenny, it is your turn. Um, what would you like to do? And you're and you're prone. Oh, <laughs> you're on the well, uh, first order of business: stopping prone. Uh, Okay. So get Getting myself up. up, and then I mean, what's what's visible to me? I know like Deidre's around, and uh... there's a couple. There's a couple of guards. Well, actually, there's only one guard that's right in front of Igneous, who's kind of like, uh, <laughs> I don't know about this. Uh well, how about that guard near Igneous? Uh, could I tackle them yeah. at the knees and and try and knock mm, them down? Yeah. I need yeah, some blood. <laughs> okay, so this is a just a straight strength. Okay. Athletics. athletics. If it's athletics, then we're looking at fifteen, baby. You're raging. Yeah, you're yes. raging. So you cancel out the advantage. So fifteen. Uh, you just ah, boom, and just kind of tackle him. He's, his head hits the ground, the stone floor, and just oh, and he just gets knocked unconscious. Got you it. take him. He, yeah, tissue. Yeah, paper. tissue paper. Um, just something fun to play with. All right, uh, so you take out that guy, and and uh, the rest of you, um, Theo and Melbourne, you see this little halfling, kind of crazy woman, just ah, like take out one of the guards and leap on him. Just well done, <laughs> just beating him. Um, uh, Melbourne, it's your turn. So now it's your new turn. There's a bunch of guards. I think there's. I'm just going to say six. All right. Um, I I don't know how I would do this, but perhaps it's a stunt. Uh, and if not, I'll just do something else. Mm -hmm. uh, I would like to just start like sw swinging my hammer okay. axe above my head and just try to barrel into the, the, the lot of them. Before you make an attack roll, give me a intimidation check. 13. 13. Go ahead and make an attack roll. 16. That does hit some of them. You don't hit all of them, but the four that are on the right that you are running into um, just get 
whacked. <laughs> just boof, boof, boof. And then two of them just, ah! <laughs> the DC was, the DC for the intimidation was 15, so you don't quite intimidate them to run, but uh, you did take four of them out. So and then I'll just glare at the other two. Yep. Theo, you're up, followed by Igneous. There are three guards left. One of them is in front of Igneous. Uh, there's two guards left at the door, Theo. Okay. I'm going to use my summon nature's <laughs> ally ability in lieu of my wild shape. And I'm going to summon yep. the form of a black panther that uh, okay. I want to summon on the other side of the door behind the guards um, mm -hmm. to uh, call them in so that they don't, if they do try and run, they will run right into a black panther so we can finish all of these off and leave no survivors. Is it a fey creature? I'm trying to remember what we talked about. Like it's, it's a just a black panther shows yes. up. Okay, out of seemingly nothing, um, and with a, a arcane mystical energy of nature, and uh, this black panther starts creeping out of the shadow and starts growling at the two guards, and they turn around and go, I didn't get paid enough for this. And Igneous, it's your turn. Yep. Um, so they're kind of trapped between me and the panther if I attack them, right? Yeah, and there's still one guard that actually got tackled by Genny. I think there's still but that didn't work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah. So there's no there's nobody in front of you. So it's just the two. All right. So there's two up there. I'll go up and. I mean, my thought is to like grab them and clonk their heads together. <laughs> okay. If I can do yeah. that in a monkey way, that it works well for me. I don't know <laughs> what you'd want you want me to do. You can do that in a monk-like way. Yes. Um. Just give me an attack. All right. Twenty-five. Okay, um, you jump up on the door frame and with your thighs <laughs> uh, hit hit both of their heads together and squeeze your thighs like just thigh master their heads together. Just, <laughs> just they go <laughs> and then you drop down. Isn't there a James Bond villain. Zenya sure. on a top from Goldeneye. <laughs> yeah, so you Zenya <laughs> on a top uh, these two guards and they clonk their heads together and Igneous drops down. <laughs> And you guys have taken out uh, the guards and the shadow work, um, but the death priest has gone. Woohoo! Um, we are out of initiative. Well Huzzah. done, fellow heroes! Hello, Knights of the Roll Table. This is Chris Daly, your beguiling beholder and DM of Season 5. Oh my goodness, our party has finally joined together. I'm so excited to hear what happens. Well, I know what happens because this is all pre-recorded, but you're just going to have to wait. Our D&D resource for this episode is another one for the DMs, and this time it's all about maps. And there's a lot of cool map resources out there, but the one I'm going to mention is Dyson's Dodecahedron at DysonLogos.blog. This is a Patreon-supported collection of some classically designed dungeon and encounter maps, complete with or without grids. These would be perfect for a long adventure or just a quick one-shot. There are descriptions of each location to spark ideas. There's also a collection of adventure modules, characters for different RPG systems, and some map collections you can order. There's a lot of free content, but support this artist on Patreon if you can. They're old school and amazing. DysonLogos.blog 
Hey, if you listen to Knights of the Roll Table, yes, that means you. Be sure to leave a five-star rating and review. We'd appreciate it, and it helps more people find out about the show. You can join our Discord server. It's a great place to chat with the cast, see art from the show by myself, and find other listeners. You can find Knights of the Roll Table using the at Roll Table handle on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. We also have a Facebook group and a YouTube channel. Today's episode features music from Arcane Anthems and Tabletop Audio. Both are on Patreon and they are awesome. Check out Arcane Anthems and Tabletop Audio. You can get free D&D character art available on my Patreon, Dungeon Heads. Black and white art is free and paid tiers get access to color, recolors, reskins, and high-res version of each character. Check out my TikTok and Instagram at Dungeon Heads. We know we are not the only D&D actual play podcast out there, so we really honestly thank you so much for listening and giving us a chance. That's all of our announcements. Now go out and make life an adventure. Uh, You guys have just defeated, knocked unconscious, maybe killed a couple of guards. Um, uh, this this human paladin has kind of single-handedly taken out this gross, bit big, very large shadow orc creature, and uh, this evil kind of cult priest seemed to have gone away. The door has since vanished, uh, and the five of you are left in this crypt temple room. Well, now that was incredibly unpleasant. Yenny, are you okay? Uh, I'm still beating up the, the guard that I tackled. Yenny, <laughs> <laughs> Yenny, I think um, I should good. say that Igneous, Yenny, and, and Deidre, you, now that the adrenaline of the fight is over, you feel really tired. Like, you're you're just dragging and kind of like, ugh, you know, you haven't eaten anything. And... Yeah. 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 Yenny, you got him. You got him. You can stop. Okay. Good All job. right. Uh, do we see their uh, their tattoos? If the three of you don't have them hidden, there was mention earlier, like, oh, there's more knights or something. Or... Yeah, I was going to ask otherwise, but I'm curious. I'm just rem- I'm just trying to remember if like y'all have um, sleeves. Uh, sleeves or gloves or gauntlets or anything that I bracers. would be in a very slick black. My writing gloves, you, assuming that they had not been yeah. perturbed by the you, chains. You don't see anything on Deirdre, on the woman, um, on the little uh, halfling woman. Might it be visible? Yours are visible. Okay, you do see it. There, there is the tattoo of the Knights of the Realm on this sort of uh, dark-skinned monk that's standing. Hello, fellow knight. Uh, uh, are your compatriots also knights? <laughs> oh, uh, yes. That was very impressive. I'll kind of reach for the like the knight's handshake with him. You like no, grasp the two time. signals, and uh, that was a very impressive job with the uh, the dead orc orc thing. Uh, thank you. He he was quite foul. Yeah. I am Melbin Gelrod, and this is my my teacher and master, Theo. Hi. Hello, Hale. Uh, I'm also a knight, but I'm not any sort of actual teacher. Um, 
Melvin and I have been adventuring together for some time and he is very outgoing and that's fine. But I can uh, tell he's a you can tell he's a real wise teacher Melvin. He's a really wise teacher that like god I'm I'm not a teacher like you have to learn from your environment. Yes, he has taught me much about the environment and nature. Uh, I'm Igneous. Uh, this is uh, Yeni and, and Deidre. Okay, now are any of you hurt? Should we uh, take a moment to heal and, and feel better? Deidre, you uh, got the chain situation there. Uh, yes, I'm afraid I'm rather encumbered at the moment. If you could assist me, that would be... Do we see our stuff or keys or anything in the room? Um, with a little bit of searching around, I'll say all of you kind of start looking around. The crates that were in one of the corners, uh, there is a box that has some of your cloaks that have been moved off, um, like Igneous, your cloak, uh, Deidre's cloak, all of your weapons. One of you searches the table that the priest was working at and in a small wooden box are the keys to the chains so you're able to remove the shackles uh please be careful with that cloak darling that's uh angora if you get it wet that'll be the end of it you also see this large metal very intimidating axe that the orc was uh, wielding i'd like to check that out see if it looks unusual other than being a giant axe Made from a bear spine, right? Well, it looks like it looks like some sort of beast spine. You look at it, and it's um, very beautiful, but but deeply intimidating in, in the sense it just it looks kind of you know made of this this dark shimmering black metal, and and it looks like almost segmented at the the part with the blade. It's a double sided blade, and there's uh, wraps around the handle, you know, towards the base. No precious stones or anything. No precious stones. It's mostly obsidian, onyx, metal, steel, and yeah. sharpness and blood. Awesome. Uh, I'll just sort of hang on to it unless anyone else wants it. I doubt I'll do anything with it in the near future. But I'm not going to leave something like that behind. Melbourne, what is your alignment? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Uh, let me double check this. Neutral good. Um, as soon as you pick it up, you get a screaming, I'm not going to scream, but you get this thin, loud screaming in the back of your head and it shocks you and you drop the axe. Yeah. Oh, that was unpleasant. There was a, did anyone else hear that? There was a screaming. Someone else pick it up. Hey, Yenny, you want this screaming axe? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I, well, hold on. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> Yenny, what's your uh, alignment? Oh boy, uh, what is my alignment? I, I think it's also neutral good, chaotic good. Makes sense. Okay, you pick it up. Seems fine. <laughs> Seems like a big old. Uh, you Axe hear in the back of your head. You hear in the back of your head. Hello. <laughs> oh, hey. Who? Who are you? Can we we can't hear that, right? Nope, just Yenny. I'm Yenny Bonax. Did you say that out loud? Yeah, yeah, almost certainly. <laughs> Definitely no inside. <laughs> this thing is like 
the talking to the axe, like, I was like, should we comment on it? But also I'm thinking about, like, Deidre's been with Yenny for a long time, and I don't know that this behavior is... No, we're just going to let it go. <laughs> I kind of move the axe around and go, "Where? where's your mouth part? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, I'm a Hydrax. Hi, hi. I am. I am the Hydra. What do you usually hide from? From the. Mm, I can see that I'm not working with much here. You like? Let me ask you something. Do you like? Do you like killing things? Do you like chopping things? Oh yeah. Oh, I like. You like swinging this axe? You like swinging me? Yeah. Do you think? Do you think you can cause a lot of damage with me and break some skulls? Oh, almost certainly. Okay, all right. Well, listen, you hang on to this Hydrax, okay? You hang on to me. You and me are going to do great things, Yenny. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. And after an hour, after an hour together, I'm really going to show you what I can do. You understand? I I turn to everyone else and go, this axe is great. Well, I'm glad you're happy, Yenny. Yenny, you have earned the plus one magic axe called the Hydrax. I, I picture this axe as being roughly the same size as Yenny. It's uh it's it's interesting because Yenny's only three feet. The axe, when you picked it up, was a good five feet. When Yenny picks it up, it becomes smaller. <clears throat> really? Interesting. It seems just as big as she is, but it's also like incredibly light in your hands. It handles so well, it's really balanced. Mm-hmm. Hard to put down. <laughs> I just imagine like a slow mo montage, like in the arms of an angel, <laughs> I'm just swinging it around. <laughs> oh I love gosh. it. I think this is gonna end bad. <laughs> yeah, for the people on the other end. Whirlwind romance. So, uh, with that in mind, um, I'll I'll look to Theo and say, uh, Theo. Uh, could these be the three knights that we've been searching for? Well, I think that that's pretty obvious. They were imprisoned in here, the place they told us to go look, and they are knights. So maybe we should get going now, you know, before more bad people come. Sorry, darling, who sent you to find us? We've, we've barely in here, been here. How long have we? You've been here for about about a little less than two days, like, like oh, four hours. We could really use like a shower or something if we or we'd much appreciate it for you uh coming in. Uh, and we've been us here out barely two days. If we could go set up a camp somewhere, get a little get a little rest, that would be very, very appreciated. We're staying at a very nice inn nearby. You could join us. Oh uh okay. Oh, that would be lovely. A bath sounds marvelous. Lassie, who runs the place, is quite lovely. Sounds good. Lead the way. Bring on, bring on the lassie. All right. You guys, without any encumbrance, make your way back <clears throat> through the crypt. You don't go back through the sewer because now you can just head through the crypt. As, as we start heading uh, back through, the um, Black Panther uh, <laughs> that was summoned comes over and nuzzles up against me and then starts walking alongside me and uh, is just walking with us now. How long does the Black Panther stay around uh four hours <laughs> okay so you now you have this black panther also just kind of walking along and it's uh following Can I you pet that oh yeah just be gentle oh, oh. 
No, it's, no, it's the Black Panther. It's, it's oh, very I soft. And... So I'm sorry. I, I'm afraid that you'll need to illuminate me a little bit more here. Uh, you still haven't clarified who sent you. I did your pet the panther. To find us. It's really nice. Igneous, not now. Melvin will look at, uh, at Theo to answer that question. Theo just kind of gives uh, like a little nod and shrug like, yeah, sure. You could tell him. We were sent by a changeling, we think, who said that you were working for Drake Blood Moon and sent us to seek you out because you had been captured. We also seek Drake Blood Moon. We are also seeking Blood Moon. The three of you had met in the Ogmarian district of Valentrell. A woman named Julia. Julia. Who sent, who kind of recognized you and in secret said, yeah, I know who you are and I need you to go to this place and check it out and sent you on this mission. And if you do, then I will find you and and um, take you to Drake Blood Moon. So we'll relay all that information. And mm. and Julius told us that you were working for, for DB, as I wrote it in my notes. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. We were looking for Blood Moon. In fact, we're larger here because Yenny thought that name was pretty cool. And uh, <laughs> if it was like Drake Feather Rest, we probably wouldn't be here tied up and exhausted at all. But uh, it, it seems seems like we're meant to be together. And also, like I cannot emphasize enough how much we could use a rest right now. Our leader Anastasia, rest her soul, uh, sent us on a quest to find this Blood Moon. But we were sent to find you on our way. Well, then it appears that our interests are aligned. Then let's go to the end. Right about this point, you guys are, have made your way out of the temple. Outside, um, you see uh, a black metal, uh, metal woolen sheep. And it sees Theo. And it goes, meh. Yes, girl, I'm back. I'm back. Uh, I know. We'll get you your oats. You make your way to the Weeping Wyvern in the Eldath Crossing district of town. And walking out comes what looks like this old woman who Theo and Melbourne, you recognize as this changeling that had turned into an old woman. And she says, Talk you long enough. Well, I see you found our friends. Glad to see you're still alive. Yes, it seems that they were being captured and tortured. Whoever took them was up to some no good, and he didn't tell us that part of it. Well, your knights, I had to make sure that you were on the up and up. I'm sure you could have handled yourself. What did you see down there? Well, there was an evil sorcerer. There was a, a big nasty beast that Melvin took care of. There was a very kind spider and her family. Well, I'm not bothered about the spider. It tends to happen, but you said there was a, a sorcerer? Yes, we couldn't uh, take them down. They got away. Some sort of priest. A priest? Well, a priest in a temple. It's not unusual, but did they have any sort of markings or, or, or uh, anything that uh, identified who they worshipped? Or Well... In the basement, we did see statues, lots and lots of statues. 
of all the different gods, and it didn't seem like they were worshipping all the gods. Maybe they went around town and were taking them all and putting them down here. Statues. And the priest was wearing black robes and was cowled and whatever else you said earlier, Chris. I will describe that. They had a bag over my head for the majority. Yes, I'm sorry about that. And you'll you'll see this old woman and she kind of straightens up. And before you, she kind of quickly morphs Mystique style into Julia, who is the young woman that you talked to a couple of days ago. And she says, oh, hi. Well, like I said, it's good to see you all again. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that you made it back in one piece. And, and thank you for going on this quite dangerous mission. Seems that I underestimated how dangerous it might have been. A bit, yeah. I'm sorry about that. Yes, I've, I've actually had a bit of a harrowing day, so the sooner that we can find our ways to a warm bed and a hot bath... Listen, uh, I would say let's stay here at the inn, but it's not, it's not safe for you anymore. They know that you're here. And I, I'd like to explain more, but I, I think that all of you might be in danger. So if you follow me quickly... I can take you I can take you to the place where you can rest and then we can um we can proceed to talk with Mr. Bloodmoon if you follow me. Well, let's go. All right, we have to move quickly. I'm afraid the knights are being hunted. I will move <laughs> as quickly as I can, but I'm I'm again, I feel like I cannot <laughs> express this enough. I'm yeah. Very tired, so, and I'm starting to sleep. And pass without trace. <laughs> okay, so um, everybody make a stealth check with plus 10. Hey. So you move kind of slowly because some of you are en encumbered with disadvantage, uh, half movement, but um, you do get plus 10 on stealth. Okay. Four 14 for Melbourne then. 36. Wow. 31. I'm very sneaky, you guys. Oh, it's not 31. I, I'm sorry, but it's high. 20. I am the opposite of sneaky. 20 Eight, 18 you guys are good in the in the morning shadow light uh you make your way creep your way through people aren't even out yet those that are those that are too tired or hungover or just focused to notice you it's like you don't even you're not even seen because you're just creeping in the shadows this this person who you julia or julius um as as you have come to know them um, <clears throat> no one's really asked their name yet, but, <laughs> uh, has, has gone on and, uh, has led you through Eldath crossing and you get closer and closer to the river in the middle of the city. You go down, um, past the gate and then down into the, this little under the bridge area. And she turns back to you and says, well, would you like the scenic route or... The faster route. Fast. Well, now we don't know what the scenic route might have. Maybe there's some nice shops or some beautiful clock towers along the way. Right, it's not quite like that. It's, it just takes longer, but um, it's got some pretty things to look at um, along the way, but it's going to take a lot longer. But the faster way is um, not as clean, but it will get us there a lot faster might be good in the sense that we're trying to avoid um, people chasing us. Well, is it safe for Rebecca to come? If As long as you hold on to her, it will be. Okay. 
is the panther still with us at this point? Yeah, the panther's been like going up and like jumping onto rooftops and like looking up ahead and like uh, I can communicate with it telepathically. So it, okay. uh, you know, is telling me, look over here, go over the there. Panther is sneakily also with you, but you don't see it too often because it's being a panther. I'm just curious how Rebecca feels about the panther. I'm sure they're friends. I, I think they probably met each other. Yeah. Yeah, Rebecca's oddly used to all these strange creatures popping up, and she's she's oddly okay with it. Faster route or the scenic route? Faster. Uh, faster. Faster. I'm tired, and I'm just going to start crying. Oh, oh no. I'm dead, and I'm tired. Well, hold on. I, I tried to elbow a chain, and it didn't Hold on, now, now um, uh, miss, uh, would you like maybe um, some fresh cheese? Okay. Yes, please. I don't normally eat dairy, but I'm very And he uh, produces some uh, sheep's milk cheese and says, here, have as much as you'd like. See, not not even dairy. Is this like, like, okay, like on a scale of like bougie to like craft singles? Like, it, what it's are we pretty, talking It's here? pretty bougie, pretty authentic. Looks like it's handmade by, by Theo. It comes, it's already like in the block in the cheesecloth. I mean, like, okay, so is this bougie cheese or is this bathtub <laughs> cheese? Because handmade could go a lot of different directions. It looks handmade. It doesn't look like it will poison you. <laughs> but, like, does it. But let's just eat the, the cheese. The cheese, come on. <laughs> roll. This is roll the cheese. Oh, I rolled for cheese earlier. So, Jeff, you can... What's, uh, uh, um, roll for the Jen, cheese's roll charisma. For, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jeff, roll for roll charisma check. Just a, a straight charisma check. And uh, Jen, roll an investigation. With disadvantage. <laughs> Jeff, roll the natural 20. Is it natural right, 20? Or a, a nine. nine. It looks... Anything looks really good right now. You're super hungry. I shove it in my mouth. I need uh, everybody to make a perception check. Oh boy. Do we still get disadvantage because of exhaustion or? The three yeah. of you do, yeah. Oh, it's not a saving throw. Never mind. 12. 12, 12. <laughs> I rolled 12 twice, so 12. Five. None of you hear this. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but I will say the panther. <laughs> jumps down and tugs at your cloak, Theo, and kind of nudges up to you. And you see up on the rooftops where the panther came from, a female figure in a violet dark shroud, and she's wearing a cloak and she's wearing a mask over her face. And now the rest of you, you hear this <laughs> and it's this kind of like the sound of armor on armor. You see a couple of city guards and they're marching quickly towards the riverbank. Uh, the fast route. I suggest we all go now. So she goes over to, there are several drains on the floor that go into the river right before you actually go into the water. These large metal drains. She goes over to the first one on the left and lifts it up kind of unusually strongly for her size of, of a woman, but she appears to be super strong because she's not actually who she is and uh, it reveals a uh, kind of a slimy dark pipe um, that is uh, about 
five foot by five foot and it starts to slant down towards towards under the river and uh, she jumps in and just <laughs> slides out of sight. Yeah, that is gross. Here we go. Melbourne goes in. Hold on to me, Rebecca. I, uh, hold Rebecca. Rebecca and Theo go in. <laughs> and you just hear. <laughs> Come on, let's go. My nose and go Everybody in. goes. <laughs> the drain cover strangely covers itself back up. And you guys slide for what seems like minutes. <laughs> Several long, slimy, uh, sliding inner to, uh, you know, water slide. It goes but back and not forth. Quite a water sl- it, like it goes back around. and forth a little oh, bit. Yeah. Whoa! You see some iridescent, uh, shiny things. Uh, one of you, Yenny, you swear you see a pair of eyes fly by, like, um, and it, and then you slide down uh, to a puddle of water, I think is water, and just, and you're all kind of like this sort of not a lake, not a not a river, but you're just kind of in this almost like a little pond um, it, underground, and you all find yourselves in this dimly lit kind of bioluminescent cave. And uh, she stands up, shakes a little bit, and then she changes her form. And you see a uh, in a, a dark cloak with with a leather armor, um, very pale skin, short white cropped hair, kind of dark sunken eyes with black but but white pupils. And you see what you assume to be the true form um, of this changeling. And he kind of now in a male guise turns around and says yes now I can I can introduce myself properly I am Gustavo it is an honor to finally meet all of you I will take you somewhere where you can rest I'm sorry for the not so pleasant way but it was the fastest way and I told you that they were hunting you it was quite fast and well met Gustavo please follow me and he takes you into um, through through the pond. You find yourself at the base of this cavern um, to where there's a series of ruins that look like dwarven carvings. Do any of you speak dwarven? I do. Melbourne does. OK, you see uh, this dwarven room. There's three cave doors. These are older, ancient carvings. One door is caved in. Another door is sealed shut with rock. And the third, the central door, leads to a cavern which kind of loses its civilized architecture as it goes down, descends into the natural irregularity of the very rock itself. You notice right above the door, it says in dwarven, carved in very ancient um, runic kind of symbols, honor and discovery, glory and possession. And the cavern descends further and you guys walk slowly, but you're no longer needing to really hide. Gustavo tends to just go confidently in. Every once in a while, he kind of like holds his hand up and you stop and you go forward again. And you go down maybe another two, three miles um, pretty far down at a, at a steep angle. Not a steep angle, but a shallow angle. And it descends deeper into dark, but still kind of oddly glowing, luminescent 
uh, light. And then you stop in your tracks, um, breathing a sigh of relief as Gustavo turns around and says, Welcome to Subterra. And that's where we're going to stop for the night. Dun, 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 dun,